do this evening. Oh. <clears throat> Good day. Oh, do do our new movie theme, eh? Yeah, okay. Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am SportsLogos.net minor league baseball correspondent Paul Caputo, broadcasting live, as always, from the Helmet Sunday Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. Today, we're going to be talking about the Vancouver Canadians, a high A team that plays in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. They are the only affiliated minor league baseball team in Canada, and they're just a short 2,000-mile drive from their parent club, the only Canadian major league team in Toronto. Later on in this episode, I'll be speaking with Jason Klein of Brandios, who created the current branding for this team. I'll be speaking with noted Canadian and sports branding expert Chris Creamer of SportsLogos.net. And of course, Dan Simon of Studio Simon is back with a Studio Simon Stumper. Right now, I'm very pleased to be joined by the Vancouver Canadians general manager, Alan Bailey. And as Alan said, as we were chatting here before the interview, Bailey, just like the stadium, but as you say, no relation to the stadium. Alan, thank you so much for for joining. I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for having me. This is the, uh, I also mentioned in our pre-interview here, this is my first international team that I'm uh, highlighting on the Baseball by Design podcast. And uh, this brand of yours really highlights the fact that it is the Canadian team. What uh, what was the thinking that went into the the Vancouver Canadians really, you know, just fully embracing the the hey, we're the only affiliated minor league baseball team in Canada. We are going to be the Canadians. What what was the thinking in 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 choosing Canadians as the name for the team in Vancouver? Interesting question. I it goes back before my time. This is something that's kind of like I think from the seventies, um, early eighties. Uh, the team was actually purchased by Molson Canadian or by Molson. And uh, I think there were some brand limitations on the advertising they could do as a alcohol beverage. So they, they kind of set up the team name as Canadians that would tie with their uh, beer. And then the, the uniforms the guys were wearing out on the field was branded like they're um, in the same stylized as a Molson Canadian can. So uh, the, the Canadians name um, came from that. Prior to that, it was the Mounties and, and the Capilanos uh, here at the stadium. But uh, the name Canadians has kind of just stuck uh, since Molson took over the team back then. And it's uh, gone through a couple different ownerships groups uh, since then. And they've kept that, that team name. I was there in September of last year. It was the last fireworks game of the year. And uh, really enjoyed a, a packed house. I mean, it was a uh, you know it was a it was a good crowd on hand, good baseball fans. I mean, everyone was really uh, into the game and following along the action. And it was uh, for, especially for a fireworks crowd. But I did notice that that Molson Canadians version of the the uniform there that you know some there were some folks in the stands with the alternating red and blue letters and the word Canadians, and yeah. so that was. That was fun to to see. So there was a, a formal connection between the team and the beer. Then there there was, and and we've started to use that as kind of a throwback look. Um, last year, our team wore it on Thursdays. Um, that that Molson uh, we call it the nineteen ninety six uh, logo and and branding. Um, so they've done that uh, as a kind of a throwback last year, and then this year we've moved on. To, uh, we're going to a, a more of a um, it's the blue jersey that they wore 
uh, with that look back then. So it's it's going to be still on brand with that kind of a throwback feel to the the early '90s, mid '90s, and and um, that stylized colors that were there with the the red and the blue and the and the white. Okay. So you you came on in in uh, 2018 as the general manager of the team. By the time you came on, the team had already changed its brand to the current look that they're they're using now, which features uh, a roundel with the 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 C with the baseball in it, and then apostrophe S. Except it's not an apostrophe; it's a fleur de lis, which uh, is a wink and a nod to the the Canadian identity there. Prior to that, that that apostrophe S was actually an apostrophe the 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 brand that you all had from 2008 to, to 2013. In 2008, we made the change from um, kind of it was more uh, it was blue. The colors were changed uh, to the the red, um, so that was back in 2008. And then we tweaked it again in 2014. And part of that is that like I don't know if like you go back and look at baseball teams that have a a C in their logo, like the Cincinnati Reds. Um, you got the Cubs. You got the Montreal Canadiens in hockey. Like there's there's a few teams that have a C as a logo. So there was only so many little tweaks that we could make to that um, in 2008. And then once we had it kind of defined, we we're able to make a few more tweaks and get it to where we wanted it for uh, 2014. And we've been basically rocking that uh, the, the current logo since 2014. So Vancouver is obviously a beautiful city. Like I said, it was part of a, a road trip that I took last year to uh, to cross this item off my bucket list. And then if everything goes to plan, I'll be there again this year as part of my annual baseball palooza road trip. It'll be our first international game on, on the baseball palooza road trip. But it really highlighted the fact that, you know, there's there's probably a lot in, in Vancouver that you could have identified as something that would have been the, you know, something to build a brand around. You know, there's there's the whole, I call it the Pacific Northwest because I'm south of the border here in the United States. Do you call, is, is Vancouver the Pacific Southwest in Canada? Uh, I'd say it's still part of it. Most people refer to that area as like Pacific Northwest. I'd okay. say it just tie in. Um, but like for, for Canadians, yeah, it's just the West Coast. The West Coast. Okay. I realized that was a dumb American question. I apologize for my dumb American questions. But the the choice for this team, and I know that it was before you know you were there, but you know you're as the general manager of the team, there's a there's a deliberate choice to represent Canada rather than Vancouver, even though you're I mean you're not the the Canada Canadians, you're still the Vancouver Canadians. But you know there's there's a whole sort of Pacific Northwest. You know there's a lot you know a lot that you could build a brand on around in the in the individual city, but in instead. It's, you know, it's it's the Canadians, it's all of Canada, and you're an affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays, which, while it's in the same country, is not exactly around the corner. It's a, it's a, it's a ways off before you can get to uh, Toronto from Vancouver. So in 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 terms of that, have has the team ever considered, you know, doing something more sort of hyper-local, or is, is there a, a pride in representing, you know, being the only affiliated minor league team in, in all of Canada? Yeah, it's uh, it's something we definitely take pride in. Um, when we started here in 07, there was, um, I want to say like there was one other team uh, still in minor league baseball at that time in Canada. Um, and they left shortly after that, or it might have been right around that two seven, uh, 2007 times frame. So uh, for us right now, being the only team uh, affiliated with uh, Major League Baseball in Canada is, is definitely something we take pride in. 
Um, and we continually work to make sure that we're providing a great product for our fans when they do come out here to, to, to stay at that top uh, level. But um, yeah, it's just it's something that we're, we look at and, and, and having that partnership with the Jays has uh, really helped us in a lot of ways. A lot of fans coming out to the ballpark and they're seeing the, the, the young Jays on the field. And, and a lot of them have told us in the past that like they're, they, they came to games, but now they're able to see the uh, Blue Jays prospects. It, it really amplifies the um, them wanting to come out to more games. And uh, I think for the, the from the Jays side, it's it's great for them to have that um, presence across the whole country, not just in Toronto and Ontario. Are baseball fans in Vancouver more aligned with the Blue Jays because it's Canada's team, or with the Mariners because of geographic proximity? Uh, it's a great question. Um, the one uh, big challenge for non-Blue Jays fans in Canada is is, is getting a, a game on TV. And um, I, if I'm watching, um, looking for a game on TV, it's it's going to be a Blue Jays game most likely. Yeah. Um, Sportsnet has started to cover a little bit more recently, uh, a few more games from across uh, the border down there, but uh, a lot of it is Blue Jays coverage. Being sure. that Blue Jays are owned by Rogers and um, Rogers Sportsnet, so there's some connection there. Um, but they are picking up more games. Uh, for a Seattle Mariners fan, uh, it is tough to to watch your your team play. So when I was there last year for a game, I raided the team store. It's something I guarantee my my baseball Palooza guys and I will do uh, again when we're there. And I was very much drawn. You know, you you have this this very sophisticated, clean, classic baseball logo. But you also have this very fun alternate brand, which is a essentially a, a Mountie, right? Like a Mountie, but not a Mountie yeah. with a with a armful of baseball bats on a on a dead sprint in his Mountie uniform. It's very much a, a character uh when the rest of the brand I think is very serious and and not character based. How has how has that character been received, and and how big a part of the team's identity is that character? Yeah, like uh, we we worked with Brandios out of San Diego on that in uh, like I guess twenty thirteen, and it unveiled in twenty fourteen. Um, and one of the things we we worked with them on was kind of trying to find an, that, that identity in Vancouver and um, what we could do, and they came up with some great ideas, but. Um, I think the one that we kept on going back to is the his, history of the teams in Vancouver. And one of those was being called the the Vancouver Mounties. Um, and so we kind of started playing with that idea and what we could do to, to, to build off of that. And um, that caricature was put together and we wanted to have it uh, be family friendly and, and something that uh, kids will, would enjoy everybody to be a, a part of. So like we started with a, with kind of a, angry look on him and then we're like no that doesn't that doesn't work we got to put a smile on his face and, and make it f- fun for everybody um and then and make it baseball and we've had uh tons of fans jump on board with that from all over the world that want to get um uh those jerseys because we sell them in our, our black jerseys has that logo on it um we use it as a shoulder patch on uh, some of the other jerseys our team store has started to get that as um, something that's on hats now, mm. uh, which has become pretty uh, um, sought after. It's, I think it's, it, it took a little bit of time to to grow, and, and as um, it's getting out there, and new product has 
uh, we put it on new things. It's, it's definitely ex- exploded for us and it's done well. Absolutely. Well, so I, I can tell you, I have the black dad hat with the, the classic logo on it, but then I got the t-shirt with the Mountie character on it. And then in the ice cream helmet Sunday collection, I have the red cap with uh, the white logo on it. So I've got, uh, I've got lots of different versions of that. I was there late in the season. I think they were sold out of the ice cream helmets. Uh, what are the chances there'll be ice cream helmets back when we're there in August? I believe they should have those back. I, I haven't been told they're not going to be there. We've had those almost every year I've been here. So um, they should have those for you for sure. Okay. That's fantastic. Uh, it was interesting to me. I mean, the team's called the Canadians. There's obviously a, a fierce uh, national pride there. When when they did the national anthems and they did both the uh, uh, the United States and the Canadian national anthem, there was a, a hearty and almost unanimous singing of the Canadian national anthem when the, when that happened before the game. Is that was that fireworks night or is that every night at a Canadians game? I, I think that's that's not just with us. That's like with any uh, sporting event or any time the national anthems. Uh, sung in this country like everybody gets behind it whether it's at a canucks game maple leafs game canadians game um winnipeg jets game like any any one of those that people are gonna get behind it and sing it um it's it's nice uh to to see that and i think the the one part that uh we didn't weren't able to do uh, last year but maybe we'll get to get back into the tradition is the last game of our season typically our our team goes out there and sings the canadian national anthem as kind of a tip of the cat thank you to all the fans and uh it's 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 quite um amazing to see the players who some of these guys at the start of the season had no clue what the canadian national anthem is and they're out there belting it out um and singing it and we've actually had teams like on the road that um they've uh not able to have the right ant- uh, anthem or not had it ready or whatever. And our team's kind of like, well, what's going on here? Like, where's, where's our anthem? Like, this is our, our pride. So, um, and that that's coming from a bunch of Americans and Dominicans and, and people from all over the world are playing for our team that uh, kind of become Canadian playing for the Vancouver Canadians. So it's, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's part of um, Canada. They'll, they'll get, they get behind the national anthem for sure. Alan, thank you so much. This has been uh, a total pleasure to chat with you about the Canadians. Where can people find find you online, on socials, all the things? Yeah, definitely. Uh, online, Canadians, uh, it's uh, canadiansbaseball.com. And then for social, uh, it's at Van Canadians. Well, the Baseball Palooza guys will look forward to seeing you. Uh, August 24 will be there. So look forward to rolling up in the Baseball Palooza van and catching a game in Canada. Forever look forward to having you up here. Awesome. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, everyone. Welcome back. So, so pleased to be joined once again by my friend, Jason Klein of the design firm Brandios. I think you've heard of Brandios if you're a minor league baseball fan. Jason, how are you? Great. I'm I'm great. I'm glad to be back. This is going to be so fun. This is going to be fun. We get to talk about some international work that you've done here. And this is, yeah. uh, I think what's most notable about about this brand is the t-shirt that I went looking for when I was there last summer. The the Mountie character. The Mountie yeah. running with the the bats on his shoulder. The the Mountie that's not exactly a Mountie because there are sort of intellectual property issues at right. Is that that's true? Okay. What, what, what went into creating this character who was almost but not quite a Mountie? <laughs> well, you know, the great thing about the Canadians brand is 
it is very like I, when you go to a Canadians game, it is it is a minor league baseball game, but they run it like a major league team. Yeah. So the experience, um, the celebration of heritage, just the fans, the way that they interact is more major league than minor league, um, which was uh, amazing. Um, and the other thing too is our experience was that the the Canadians brand was a celebration and is a celebration of all things Canada. And like they, I mean, they just Canadians love Canada. I thought Americans love America. Canadians love Canada. <laughs> and so, um, and so we kept on like trying to like come up with like sort of like crazy ideas. And um, you know, how do we sort of like? I was like, all right, if this was like um, just full combat Canada, like what, what, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And I'll start, you know, let me, let me, let me uh, put a pin in that. When we were starting it, you know, they, they really wanted an update to their current look. Yeah. Um, so they wanted something that felt like Pacific Northwest. So the lettering style um, is very Pacific Northwest. Um, they wanted, you know, th- they called the C's. Um, so they wanted sort of an uh, update that said C's. Um, they wanted the baseball. So some of the elements were a very much um, modernization and like, and, and not just a modernization, but like, how do we make it as if it was a major league team? So the yeah. lettering, the primary logo, the roundel, that was very sort of major league. But then it was like, okay, how do we infuse this sort of minor league aesthetic, you know, this family fun, this sort of wackiness that we, we all have grown to love. And I remember early on, Casey and I had this idea of, creating a wuzzle do you remember you remember wuzzles i don't remember wuzzles i don't know what that is okay wuzzles were was a tv show i think this is like 80s or 90s <laughs> and it was a disney cartoon that was a mashup of of there were these animals but they were like um mashup of two different animals so there was like Elaru, which i think was an elephant and a kangaroo and there was bumble lion which is a bumblebee and a lion and there was all these like um everybody's googling it now <laughs> so um <laughs> pause the podcast uh, uh google wuzzles um and you may or may not uh remember it but it was this this cartoon of like mashup characters and so casey and i had this idea like what, what if we created like a a, a wuzzle for for canada because it was like you know it's like how do we just go like full combat canada and so we had a, a wuzzle that we created and this is the right out the gate which was like it was a it was like a beaver slash orca slash um, moose with a mountie hat. Holy and it smokes! It was like, yeah, it was like, it was like, it was like a, a fictional creature. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I mean, just like Canada all together, right? Uh- <laughs> and um, it was really like I was, I was really like we both were loving it because it was like, what is that? This sounds like the fly got in the transmogrifier with Jeff Goldblum, right? Like, yes, this is- <laughs> that's that's it, exactly. It. So, uh, so, so we had this idea of like this, like just sort of this mashup character, and it was really cool. The logo was cool. Um, and you, were do like, you still oh, have that? Does that artwork exist somewhere? Uh, man, I would have to find it somewhere. Okay, it's it's locked deep in the Brandios archives. <laughs> the Brandios um, vaults under yeah, the building the in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta um we'll have to find that. Um but yeah, so so that was the idea. And then they were like, nah, that's just <laughs> they like, nah, that's not us. Um and I think a lot of it like made sense because it was more major league and that was just was sort of out, you know, completely mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Um so we were like, okay, how do we like what you know, is it a you know, is it a orca? They're like, nah, not really. Like, is it a beaver? It's like, ah, 
I mean, it's a, it's a Canadian symbol, but like, nah. And so at some point we had this idea of, okay, like what if we could do classic old school major league baseball um, and the spirit of classic major league baseball characters. So you have Mr. Redlegs, you have Mr. Met, Mr. Swing and Fryer. How do we, how do we create something like that? Mm-hmm. And so we had this idea of using the Mountie as a human character. Um, and they were, you know, it was like deadly do right, but not deadly do right. Um, you know, caught a sort of like strong jawed Mountie. And yeah, we, we just had this idea of like, all right, well, this, this dude's jacked with three <laughs> baseball bats just ready just ready to go at it so um so we had the um the batting mounting i think they at some point they wanted like oh you know what if we did some other characters we could do a pitching mounting a leaning mounty. so there's a couple of different versions of it and yeah there was this um the, the, as you alluded to the royal mounted uh royal canadian mounted police uh like garb is like a trademark yeah so it was like well, like, so as we're designing it, there is this constant, like, well, what's too close? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At some point you get so far away that you're like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Right. Um, so how do you get close enough where you don't get in trouble? How do you get, you know, uh, sort of, uh, yeah, referential. And I, I think there was like a season, like the first year we were like, mm, is this, are we, is there any phone calls or anything? <laughs> um, but gosh, I mean, that was like, you know, a decade ago almost. So yeah. uh, 2014, like Canada has given the thumbs up. The 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 Royal Canadian Mounted Police sort of like gave us the wink, if you will. Well, I, I think that that's true. One of the things that is, I think, notable about this identity, and it's kind of the main thing to me that's notable about this identity is that you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Full Canada, full Canada. I know that, you know, you and Casey, you like to go to the to the spot, you know, where yeah. the, you know, you go to the town where the the logos that you're creating are going to be used. And you try to do something sort of hyper-local. Vancouver, obviously, a pretty distinctive city with a lot of hyper-local things. You talked about orcas. You talked about the Pacific Northwest. So there's a lot about that particular local place that you could have focused on or the team could have focused on. And instead they went, you know, kaboom Canada, right? Like just full on. Right. Right. Which is appropriate being that they're the only affiliated, at least now anyway, they're the only affiliated minor league baseball team in Canada, but it was clearly an intentional decision to go full national rather than local. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons was they had an established brand. They were the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and there was this idea that we are Canada's minor league baseball team. So how do we build a brand that is a celebration of Canada? And yes, to your point, like we travel, we had a great time. Best fish and chips I ever had <laughs> was, I think the place was called Mahoney and Sons. Oh. Um don't quote me. Best fish and chips ever mm. on planet Earth um, was right on the water. It's it amazing. So, and the and the sourdough bread they had. Anyways, I'm, yeah. I'm going off topic. It was great. So, <laughs> uh, but it was yeah. There's I mean, there's a lot to Vancouver, and I think it was like you know, well, the, the brand is though is sort of the Canadians. We're about Canada. I know we're in Vancouver, so like let's you know if Canada was a minor league baseball team, what would that look like? Right. And that's when the you know Mountie sort of came into play. And it's funny because early on when the brand launched, I don't know how much of it was hesitation with um, you know, uh 
you know, no one wants to get any letters from anybody. Um, uh-huh. or, or if it was too minor league, but the Mountie early on, the first couple of years got like really low airtime. And then there, and, and I think there was an alternate cap. And then there was some um, streetwear stores in Vancouver that saw that it was in the new era catalog and started to do like, oh my gosh, like this is a thing. It's like, yeah, this is a, this is a logo on the catalog because it was, you know, the, the artwork was in the new era catalog because it was alternate cap. Yeah. The Canadians as a team, you know, I think it was like, hey, let's focus on the new brands, focus on the new brand. Let's, you know, Mountie downplay a little bit. It was a sleeve patch, um, but it wasn't like, you know, full go. And then I remember streetwear brands saw in the catalog, streetwear brands from Canada, and they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta do this. And so they started doing new air caps on the street, you know, great colorways, mixing it up. And um, and then that's when it was like you start seeing not just the team, but sort of the whole, it was like a complete embrace, hit the gas on uh, on our Mounties. So yeah, yeah, it was it was great. Absolutely. You mentioned the fish and chips right on the water. When I was there, you know, first of all, you know, you do the thing where you go to Stanley Park and you have to, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a runner, you know, you run around Stanley Park and you see all the scenes. And what we took, uh, we drove up to Horseshoe Bay uh, to yeah. take the ferry over to Bowen Island. And at Horseshoe Bay, while we were waiting for the ferry, we we got some poutine, which I know is like the, you know, it's almost yeah. like sort of the, I, not just iconic, but almost like a caricature of Canadian food, right? Like, so we got the poutine and we got some really good beer right on the water with this like incredible view. Yeah, man, what a place Vancouver is. It's it's an, an amazing, amazing place and amazing, amazing fried food. <laughs> it's hard to get away from that. There's got to be some some alternate identities coming, right? We haven't seen the Canadians in the food frenzy yet. So That's uh, a good point. That's yeah. a good point. There's uh there's definitely uh it's been it's been a while. Yeah. But they have a sushi um they definitely have a sushi character. Yeah, they do sushi um, races. Yeah, right. And uh and I know having worked on Montgomery uh, on the kimchi for yeah. Korean heritage night. Like yeah. I, you know, there's like Copa, which is all about Latinx and Latin American heritage. Um, but we're, I think we're going to start seeing Asian American heritage, Asian Canadian heritage. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think that, that there's a theme night to mm. be created there for sure. You heard it here first from Brandios. It's uh, we're going to have a, a sushi logo to go with the sushi races with I the hope. Vancouver Canadians. <laughs> that would be great. Wouldn't it? I, I sounds amazing. I mean, Jason, this is yeah. this is always so much fun. I appreciate you coming on, talking about the Vancouver Canadians. Everyone can find Brandios. Everyone knows where to find Brandios. It's at Brandios on all the socials. It's Brandios.com. Thank you so much for joining me, talking about your work yeah, on the Canadians. Yeah, my pleasure. This is a good one. We'll see you uh, in just a couple of weeks for the next, uh, the next Brandios identity that's going to be featured on Baseball by Design. I'll, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right, everyone. Welcome back. I am so happy to be welcoming back to the podcast my friend Chris Creamer, who is the founder, owner, Grand Poobah of SportsLogos.net, the the source for for sports logos on the web. Chris Creamer, how are you? Thanks for being here. I'm as good as a Grand Poobah can be on a day like today. (laughs) How are you doing today, Paul? I am. I'm doing really well. We're talking about the Vancouver Canadians on this episode. And I thought, who who are some Canadian people? And so there was there was Gene Levy, there was Dan Levy, 
There was Will Arnett. None of them responded to my emails. Chris Creamer responded right away to my email. Chris, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a, a Canadian expert on sports logos, a North American expert on sports logos to come talk about the Vancouver Canadians, a minor league baseball team that that represents itself as as Canada's team. So appreciate you being here. Uh, thanks, Paul. And I do. I've always considered myself uh, nicer than the other three Canadians. you mentioned before. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, I would Will Arnett's voice. If we had Will Arnett's voice, we'd be out there doing Ford commercials right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> or Gene Levy's eyebrows, maybe I don't know. So I'm I'm, I'm halfway there. I think <laughs> there's yeah, there's no competing with Gene Levy though. So the Vancouver Canadians. First of all, when I first saw that team, I have to admit I was one of the people who was like, "Oh, the Canadians." So we've got you know Canadians on the east coast and Canadians on the on the west coast. Obviously not the case. They're the Canadians without the French E in there. Uh, you know, one, once you get past that, what is your perspective as someone who uses the the national branding, right? Like someone who uses the the Canadian maple leaf in your own logo for, you know, as, as half of your logo for, for your website, you know, you've incorporated that maple leaf being... Canadian, I think, is important to to you and your identity um, out there in the in the 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 sphere of you know the the public sphere that that you occupy. What you know? What is the perception of the Vancouver Canadians, a you know fairly low level minor league team, using the Maple Leaf, you know, representing the you know the entire country with with this baseball team? Well, I think with the Canadians. Uh, without the E, um, I, th- I think that's a bit of a, it, it's an acceptable ex- example, I think, because the Canadians are the only Canadian-based team in minor league baseball right now. So uh, what better way to first uh, make it obvious that you are the only team based outside of the United States, based in Canada, in the entire massive organization that is minor league baseball, than to call yourselves the Canadians and to, you know, quite frankly, show that, yeah, you do represent the entire country because you are the only team in this country. So you can absolutely get away with calling yourself the uh, Canadians in this uh, specific example. Um, Now, as somebody who uses a maple leaf in their branding, uh, perhaps I could be a bit of a hypocrite in here, but I I feel it it does get watered down though. Um, You look at the, uh, the CFL and there was a time when, you know, this is an all Canadian league. And there were teams that had maple leaves in their logos, <laughs> in the all Canadian CFL. So mm-hmm. uh, there are times when it doesn't work, but mm-hmm. in this situation, uh, you know, the Toronto Blue Jays, another good example, the only Canadian team in an all American league uh, where, you know, pimping that maple leaf uh, that works, go for it, do it. It's, I mean, it's almost like the use of the star in the United States, right? Like the right. star is certainly a sort of patriotic iconography I hate that the Dallas Cowboys, you know, have have absconded with it in the in the NFL. But, you know, so you mentioned the fact that the the Maple Leaf gets gets used a lot. At the time of this recording, I am like deep 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 into the World Baseball Classic. I am really enjoying the World Baseball Classic. Team Canada, people really like this the use of the the Maple Leaf in in Team Canada's national team, the baseball team in the World Baseball Classic. Obviously, it makes sense there, right? Because that is they're representing the the nation of of Canada mm-hmm. with this baseball team. Here's the, the the question that I get into sometimes. It's it's so easy to to, to kind of like stereotype and to fall into these tropes and to like make a joke about maple syrup or poutine or whatever, right? Like, and with this team, 
I wonder where that line is with the use of the running Mountie. Like, is that use almost like a stereotype or a trope or, or is it something that if you, as a Canadian person, do you look at that and think that's pretty cool? I like to see the, the Mountie, the almost the Mountie. It's not really a Mountie. It's right. the almost a Mountie represented in this team's branding. I think the Mountie is a trademarked, right? So that yes. might be a, yeah, yeah. a bit of a slippery yeah. slope there, but um, yeah. as a Canadian, you know, I, I recognize, you know, minor league baseball, you can have fun. It can be goofy. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I love to see a little bit of uh, personality with that branding because, you know, the Canadians overall have a fairly traditional look, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, uh, you know, it's fairly refreshing for minor league baseball to see and a brandiose designed team Mm -hmm. to have a reserved look. And it, I mean, you can ask uh, Casey and Jason about that Mm -hmm. uh, and ask if it uh, physically killed them to uh, (laughs) have to do a a brand without, um, you know, a, a, the certain type of mascot that they like to do, but uh, they did get the Mountie in there and you know, that's fair. It's good. It sells. And I have no problem with it. It's a more minor league version of what the NHL's Vancouver Canucks do with their Mm -hmm. secondary uh, Johnny Canuck logo. And everybody absolutely loves that one. So I see no reason why uh, this should be a problem. The Mountie, you know, whether we like it or not is part of our identity to the world. Um, uh, I mean, around here, you would never see a Mountie actually dressed like that. It just, that just doesn't happen unless it's right. a, a big fancy ceremony or they're handing out the gray cup. Um, you know, normally they dress like regular police officers, but uh, yeah, we get it. We know that's our, <laughs> that's how we're represented on the world and uh, you know, it could be worse. Right. For um, sure. But I mean, we could wear bacon on the front of our world baseball classic jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> the, the United States iron pigs. I think that's a, uh, you know, I, I get it. I get it. The the use of the the maple leaf, uh, you did a great article back in 2014. It was a collection of logos. I I had so much fun scrolling through you know all of these logos that that use the maple leaf. One of them that I didn't even realize they used the maple leaf was the London Rippers. Uh, mm. They which are you know a, a super ill advised logo uh, based on the woman murdering psychopath you know jack the ripper but you know apart from the fact that that logo was a super bad idea and was appropriately short-lived i had no idea that they uh they had a a maple leaf in the logo until i saw it included in this this article and i i squinted at it and sure enough there it is dotting the i is the the maple leaf so got it got to sneak one in there wherever we can (laughs) (laughs) but i mean the rippers that's that's another example they were the only canadian team in the league Mm -hmm. Uh, but their uniforms were ridiculously over the top patriotic Canadian, like had nothing to do with the Rippers identity. It was a, the Rippers logo, you know, black and brown, and you could have a lot of fun with that, you know, perhaps inappropriate uh, name and branding. <laughs> uh, but the uniform itself was red and white with maple leaves all over the place. It uh, may be almost a parody of itself, you know, just let's right. tone it back a bit. Uh, you're the London Rippers. Go in on that identity if you're going to go with it. Right. Uh, don't hide behind the fact that no, no, we're we're a patriotic Canadian team. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, we didn't mean anything by that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about the maple leaf uh, and the you know uh, this article that I mentioned that you that you compiled in 2014 has a ton of logos. Like I was going to ask you about some of these logos, but there's so many of them, and some of them are pretty obscure. But just like in general, where does the you know understanding that it's on the the flag for the nation right. of Canada, where does the use of the maple leaf Originate? Why do why do so many sports teams use it? Well, I mean, 
teams have been using the maple leaf long before Canada adopted that flag, right? The Canadian flag didn't start until, didn't come out until 1965, which is, you know, nothing, right? In terms of uh, recent history. Uh, The Toronto Maple Leafs, they switched to that logo in 1927. So we're talking Mm -hmm. like 40 years before that. Uh, So, you know, the Maple Leaf in terms of a Canadian symbol goes back to the 18th century. Um, You know, we were looking for a bit of a a unique identity separate from the British. Uh, And, you know, it goes back to Quebec in French Canada. The mayor of Montreal was saying how uh, uh, the Maple Leaf is the king of the forest, therefore the symbol of the Canadian people. And from there, it just... It just stuck, uh, you know, it became part of the coat of arms. Um, we didn't have a national anthem at the time, but uh, there was a patriotic song called the Maple Leaf Forever, which we adopted as the unofficial anthem for a long time. And when uh, Canada went to war um, as Canada, as uh, you know, not as Britain, uh, they wore a maple leaf on the, the sleeve of their uh, their soldier coats. So when uh, Conn Smythe in the 1920s said, you know what? I'm changing the name of the Maple Leafs or changing the name of the St. Pat's to the Maple Leafs to be more patriotic. Uh, he was tapping into his history as a soldier in the First World War and remembering how he wore that Maple Leaf on his uh, on his sleeve of his coat and felt great pride in that and thought, you know, if it's good enough for the Canadian Army, it's it's good enough for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, you know, it, it was on the Canadian flag uh, at the time, the unofficial one as part of the coat of arms. And then in the 1960s, when they wanted to break away from the Union Jack in their own flag, they uh, said, let's, you know, what better symbol than the uh, Maple Leaf to represent Canada? And now it's just adopted by all sports teams around the world associating the Maple Leaf with uh, our fine country up here. I have to say, I feel like Canadians know so much more about the United States than Americans do about Canada. And this is just another example. Like everything that you just said to me there was brand new. And and I've been to Canada a number of times, right? But like if you if you would ask me if you had asked me if the if the studio Simon Stumper that's coming up next here is what year did the Canadians adopt the maple leaf in their flag? I I would I would have missed it by 50 years. So uh so so thank you for that knowledge Chris no and, and I apologize for uh my ignorance of uh <laughs> of that, that iconography in your country. That's, that's another role I play here is to let Americans know what's going on with uh Canada. <laughs> uh and one last one cuz you're oh, amazed yeah. by uh, the Canadian flag not being adopted till 1965. Yeah. Oh Canada wasn't adopted until 1982 or 1980. Sorry, 1980. Wow. So for the first seven years of my life, the Canadian national anthem was something different. What was it? Uh, God save the queen. God save the queen. Of course. Now, nobody treated that, but that was the official anthem. Uh, so, but if you look at the very first Blue Jays game, they do sing Oh Canada before the game, even though it wasn't the official Canadian anthem. This is, this is like where I feel like, uh, you know, our, the Star Spangled Banner is not that great a song. And there's like so many others that could be our national anthem. Like someday it'll be a trivia question. You know, the, the U.S. national anthem switched from the Star Spangled Banner to like, I don't know, I'm, I'm proud to be an American <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> which is a terrible song. Grammatically speaking, one of the worst lines in all of music is I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. It makes no sense. Uh, but. You mentioned the Vancouver Canucks and that's an interesting team because, right, like they use the sort of stylized uh, indigenous artwork in 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 their branding. There's something about that part of the country, right? Like the uh, the Vancouver Canadians play in a very distinctive place. You know, here I am talking to you 
because you use the maple leaf in your branding, because you are a Canadian expert on sports logos, Vancouver is not close to where you are, right? Like that, that is a couple thousand miles away ish. Yeah. It's like from New York to Seattle. Like I'm, I'm nowhere near Vancouver. <laughs> right. That's what Gene Levy and Will Arnett said. They're like, we're not even near Vancouver. They're like, we yeah. did. We're not, we're not going to talk about this, but um, you know, we, you and I have talked about minor league baseball, the, you know, the, the, one of the advantages of minor league baseball being this sort of hyper having this hyper local connection to the place. Mm-hmm. There's so much right about that part of the, of the continent that they could have really, you know, dived into i think i used that right they could have dived into dove, dove into, could dive have into. Do- i don't think it's could have dove but divin? Uh, <laughs> they could have divin maybe <laughs> you know that i mean we saw the 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 fish sticks and the seal slingers right like how popular that whole you know using an orca as a as a right a, you know in in sports branding you know that's something they could have gone for you know something that may be unique to that part of the country or that part of the continent and you know, and, and instead they went huge with it. They went huge. They're like Canada. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it, I, sorry, I was going to interrupt you. I mean, you did a story mm-hmm. a few years ago where you talked to the Canadians and that was, or did you talk to Brandio? Sorry, I can't remember exactly. Talked to both of them. You talked to both of them, but that was the sense, right? They said, we don't want to do anything local. Yeah. We want to vote like we're Canada's team. So let's be Canada's team. Um, and you know, you say minor league teams are local and local and they decided Canada was local to them. A sure. A five, six thousand, however mile. Sorry, I don't know Imperial <laughs> <laughs> wide, massive land that they're like, yeah, okay, this is our backyard. We can do this and we can represent it. But like I said earlier, if they're if they're the only team, then why not? Right? Like, how many? No other minor league team is going to be able to claim an entire country. So it's true. It's true. It, there, right? in in affiliated minor league baseball, there are one hundred and nineteen teams in in the United States. There is one in the nation of Canada. But yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a reason. I mean, there are plenty of of independent minor league teams up there. Minor league, lowercase, but capital minor league baseball. There's one, and so yeah, I mean, I I think the choice is a good one. I thought it was super cool. I went there for the first time in September, and the fact that I was at an a, an affiliated minor league baseball game in Canada was super cool. It was different, right? Like it was outside the the norm from, you know, the Everett Aquasox the day before. And it was different from the Seattle Mariners the next day. You know, I'm I'm glad they did. It just is interesting to me how it sort of flies in the face of everything else that you're seeing in minor league baseball branding right now. Right. Uh, and I mean, we keep talking about the fact that this is the only minor league team in Canada. So it's cool to go with the Canadians brand. But we should mention that, you know, the original Vancouver Canadians about 40 years ago, they, I think they started in the late 70s, the uh, AAA team. Uh, they were a part of a minor league baseball that had many, many, many Canadian teams. Uh, like just in my neck of the woods here, we had maybe three or four affiliated uh, minor league teams in Hamilton and St. Catharines and London. Uh, Welland had the Pirates farm team for a while, these little tiny towns. Mm-hmm. Now the only minor league city is like Canada's third largest city, right? right. And they're single A, such yeah. a big difference. Uh, Calgary Cannons, Edmonton Trappers. Uh, I could go on and on. Yeah, but uh, but we didn't really blink an eye back then when there was a Vancouver Canadians in a league with like seven or eight other Canadian teams. Right. And you know, we already talked about the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. They were the Ottawa mm-hmm. Lynx before. Right. They, right. Forgot before about them. When I started writing for SportsLogos.net nine years ago, by the way, it's been uh, <laughs> since 2014. I sometimes I go back and revisit these uh, these articles that I wrote nine years ago. I started uh, writing for SportsLogos.net. It made me feel very smart when I would go back and read 
when you had edited my articles and there were like use in the word neighbor or color. And I was just like, oh, look at me, like writing with the Queen's English here. This is uh, <laughs> I, I always appreciated your your editing to to uh, uh, make it conform to the the standards of of Canadian sports logos dot net. As you know, when I started the website, I was one of the few Canadians out there that had a website. And I was like, you know, plus I was young. I was a bit of a kid. I was like, hey, I got to represent Canada. I got to make my country proud. So that's one reason why there's a maple leaf in the logo. (laughs) And that's another reason why, despite all the pressures I've faced over the years, I have inserted use into all the words (laughs) wherever I can. I say stand by it, stick with I, it. It's, I got uh, it. And in my in my book, I uh, fought the publishers and uh, I came to a compromise. American publishers, American editors, I said, can we at least put the use in the Canadian team chapters? And they uh, said, that's fair. I like that a lot. That's a great, that's a great, uh, that's a great compromise right there. Chris, this was fun. I knew this was going to be fun. I always end the interviews by saying, here's where you can find, you know, Chris Kramer online. Everyone knows where to find sportslogos.net and you know, it's right it's, in the name. It's right there in the name. You've got That's the brand branding. synergy. It's it's in the <laughs> it's in the Twitter handle. It's in the Instagram handle. You're on Facebook. So go find sportslogos.net. I appreciate you hopping on. I appreciate you being a good sport about me reaching out and saying, you're Canadian. Let's talk about this team that's 2,000 miles away. I'm happy to be your token Canadian. <laughs> uh, but Gene Levy is going to hear about this. I mean, really, it's uh, he's it's- he and I. I am, yeah, the replacement Eugene Levy. I've been called worse. <laughs> thank you for coming on and talking about the Canadians. And thank you for letting me make jokes about poutine and putting use in words. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Have a good day. <laughs> you too, Chris. See you. It's time once again for America's favorite trivia. I don't know. What do you think, Dan? Is this America's favorite trivia segment on a podcast, Studio Simon Stumpers? Um, it's my favorite. There you go. That's all we <laughs> needed to know. We're talking about the Vancouver Canadians this uh, this episode, the only affiliated minor league baseball team outside of the United States. Dan, welcome back. Thanks for joining me for Studio Simon Stumpers. Well, thanks once again for having me, and we're going to jump right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I would imagine a lot of people, even even uh, you know people who are big baseball fans don't really associate baseball with Canada or Canada with baseball, even though, you know, we know they, we have, we had the Montreal Expos, we have the, the um, Toronto Blue Jays, we have the Vancouver Canadians. Uh, and there were some great players who came from uh, Canada, Hall of Famer, uh, Ferguson Jenkins, um, current player, Freddie Freeman, on and on, uh, Joey Votto. Um, but interestingly, Canadian-American professional baseball leagues go all the way, meaning teams in Canada playing teams in the north, at least the northern United States, um, go all the way back to 1877. So they've got really a rich history of baseball in Canada. And though, as you pointed out, the Vancouver Canadians are currently the only affiliated minor league team playing in Canada, there have been as many as 24 minor league baseball teams in Canada at one time in, in the past. That, w- that was that was all the way back into 1913. They had 24 minor league baseball teams. Now, of course, we know Jackie Robinson actually broke the color barrier in 1946, playing home games in Canada for the Dodgers AAA affiliate, the Montreal Royals. 
Uh, more recently, there have been teams in cities including Calgary, Ottawa, Edmonton, as well as smaller cities uh, across Canada. So our question for today's Stumper, in 1995, a short season Pioneer League team in one of these smaller cities changed its name from the Lethbridge Mounties to the Lethbridge Black Diamonds, for which I developed the brand identity. Hmm. Which of the following was not one of the reasons the owners of the club told me was the reason for the name change? Okay. One of these was not a reason. Two of them were. Okay. Was it A, to Canadians, a team called the Mounties is like a team called the police here in the United States. In other okay. words... No big deal. Mounties are no big deal to Canadians. Um, B, the Canadian government requested they change the name because it trivialized the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Mm. Or C, the team owners wanted a name that tied into the name of their new parent club, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who had just been granted an expansion franchise. And to reiterate, they changed the name from the Lethbridge Mounties to the Lethbridge Black Diamonds. So Mounties, A, Mounties was too generic. B, the Canadian government actually got involved and said, please don't trivialize our actual Mounties. And C, they had a new affiliation with the Diamondbacks and they wanted to tie to the Diamondbacks. So we, we've talked a little bit about this on this episode because uh you know the the brand that was created by brandios actually features an almost but not quite mounty running with some bats on his shoulder and they couldn't really use an actual mounty for legal reasons for in case it looked too much like an actual mounty which makes me think that it's not entirely out of the question that the canadian government would get involved and say Please don't use Mounties as your uh, our, our Mounties are not your mascot. The Canadian government might say. So I don't think I don't think it's Black Diamonds is close to Diamondbacks. Were they actually? Is can I can I ask for further information? Were they actually affiliated with the Arizona Diamondbacks? It was. It, it was one of the the Diamondbacks first minor league affiliates. As a matter of fact, the Lethbridge Black Diamonds, as an Arizona Diamondback affiliate, played two full seasons before the Arizona Diamondbacks played their first season. So I'm going to, it feels to me like it's one of the first two. Now, the fact that this was that the team came to you and told you these reasons makes me feel like they might have just come and been like, yeah, Mounties is no big deal to people in Canada because that's just what we call the police. That might be something that the, rather than it being like the official stated reason. So I'm, 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 I'm wavering between A and B right now, which means the answer is probably C. I am going to say A, they feel like Mounties was just too generic a thing. I, I, th- I think B is a possibility, but I'm going to go with A. Mounties is just no big deal. 
I told you on a previous episode that you should always go with your first guest. <laughs> Darn it. Um, this you time you should have gone with your second guest <laughs> because it it the Canadian government did not get involved. This it would, did not come from them. And the reason that the team told me this is because I loved being somebody from the United States. I always loved the um the Canadian Mounties. When I was a, a little kid, there was a cartoon. Well, they you, people might still be familiar with it because they Brendan Fraser starred in a movie about Dudley Do Right. So, mm. and he was a Canadian Mountie. I always loved that cartoon, and I, 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 I just I love Canadian Mounties. So when they came to me and said they want to change the name, I said, "Why would you change the name?" And they they said, "Because in Canada." Mounties are really just police. So it would be like naming a team here in the United States, you know, the the Lake County police, you know, so it's not. So that was a legitimate reason. And also there they wanted they did want to have some connection to the, this new parent club of theirs. Not only was it a new parent club for the team, it was a new team. So there was a lot of excitement around, you know, an expansion, a new expansion team. So um so those were the two reasons the the Canadian government didn't get involved. Yeah. But apparently what you're saying about the um the reasons why the Vancouver Canadians couldn't have it be an actual Mountie there had to be differences apparently the, the government cares now so i think they do and very much the same way the uh, glacier range riders have a an almost but not quite national park service character uh in their logo uh they're up there near glacier national park playing off that national park without actually you know infringing on the intellectual property of the national park service so dan thank you once again i, I love having studio assignments numbers as part of baseball by design We'll see you next week for another Studio Simon Stumper. Thanks. Thank you, Paul. Um, see you next week. Nice voice, Hoser. Thank you. Beauty. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Kelly Robinson, the Minor League Nerd. My YouTube channel explores the history of minor league baseball teams. More than just stats, we delve into team lineage, sharing stories from current franchises to obscure one-year wonders. This is Patrick. And Corey. Of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Hey everyone, it's Eric from the great state of Kansas. This is Johnny from the New Orleans Baby Cakes Memorial Museum. And we are the Earn Fun Average Podcast. Where we talk to a variety of guests about their love of baseball and have fun doing it. America, lower your standards. Average is what we do best. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna Tommaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series, and in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at, at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy.
Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. Learn more about Curve Brand Media at curvebrandmedia.com.